Another episode of Monstrosity's Voice, Hard to Touch Conversations, the podcast for Black Horror about Black Horror. I'm your lovely host, Kaija Fields, back with my special guest. Back Who are you? Again with the white ones. Okay. <laughs> I'm Maddie of Make Picture Studio, filmmaker, writer, director. That's it. That's also, <laughs> this is not only Black History Month, this is also Women in Horror Month. So I brought one of my favorite women in horror that was in the vicinity of me. <laughs> Shout out to quarantine that could come. And what are we talking about today, Meg? Scream 2. A sequel. Scream 2. Okay, cool. Let's just jump right into it. Let's do it. Because, yeah. Because this is the good one. The Moneymaker. Scream 2, directed by the Triple OG OG. What's great, man? Came out in 1997, starring Neve Campbell, um, David Arquette, Courtney Cox. Um, there's a bunch of celebrity cameos in this film. Yes. Um, but let's talk about the black actors. Who do we have? We have Dwayne Martin. Love him. Elise Neal. Love her. Omar Epps. Love him. And the Jada Pinkett Smith. The one and only. Um, and for this episode, I, I really want to focus on just the, the characteristics of the black characters, but also focus on my nigga Randy and his rules, or the rules. Um so first, let's um, talk about the opening scene. <laughs> I need y'all to pay attention. <laughs> if y'all listen closely, D'Angelo opens this. De- there's a D'Angelo it song. It was now. so black. I was like, this is super black. I like this. <laughs> West said, I'm with all that Negro stuff. Black, uh, black, Lord. <laughs> West said, it's black in here for the first 20 minutes. Then it's after, it's Negro-ish. not black anymore. <laughs> it's real Negro-ish, you know. Um, so you have yeah, Jada Pinkett Smith, who's Maureen Evans, and you have Omar Epps, who is Phil Stevens, I think. Phil Stevens, the boyfriend. Um, the boyfriend. And they are going to um, see Stab, which is a play on a movie in a movie. So Stab is Scream, one. Scream but this is Scream 2. So you have to think of it as a Scream universe. It's, it's a lot to take mm-hmm. in. Just, just. Oh, also, spoiler alert, if you ain't seen Scream 2 by now, get your shit together. Your Go watch Scream sad. 2 and come back to the episode and then you ain't gonna get nothing spoiled because if it came out in 97, that was 2. And it's on HBO Max. And it's on HBO Max. All, they got the whole, all, everything. The well, whole, not 4. But four? That's, that's good because 4 sucks. 4 is it as bad as three though? Mm, no. Okay, but three is my favorite. Three is not my favorite. Two That's is my crazy. favorite. That's why I picked two. This is crazy. Two is my favorite. My three sucks. What? Four is four is mid. Three has the, this ain't about three. It has the best killer plot twist three does. You I got do, it. I, I, do, I do. The I killer do. plot twist was like that whole came from left field. Okay, yeah. I thought it was gonna be Dewey. I wanted it to finally be Dewey. Dewey never dies. I want to be we need a shirt that says Dewey Never Dies. But anyways, back to... I want to live like Dewey. Uh, I want to live like Dewey. 
Anyway, so getting stabbed all the time, but never dies. It never made any sense with me. Out. So we have Jada Pinkett and we have Omar Epps. Yes. Um, so I have a bad that. habit of calling people by their actual names. <laughs> um, and they are in line waiting to go see the um, sneak pre- preview of um, Stab. Yes. And so Omar is like, so excited. He's like, oh yeah, I want to see this movie, uh, Naked Girls, whatever, whatever. Jada Pinkett Smith, who is a brilliant black woman, and I resonate with her character so much. She's like, it ain't nothing but a bunch of white people getting cut by white people and it's a bunch of whiteness and whiteness and whiteness. And white people shit. And white people shit. White people <laughs> doing white people shit. And it's interesting because oh, um, as I was doing research to prepare for this film or to prepare for this episode, a lot of the reviews were done by white people and they did not like that line that she said about white people. And I thought that was so interesting because it just actually true. And someone, I'm not gonna say who said it because I don't want them to like come for me because it's a big YouTuber. Um, but they were like, that's racist. And I'm like, that is not racist. That is actually factually true. White people always want some racist. But we, this we're ain't gonna, about bashing white do, people. We're not gonna do, okay. This is about Scream being a self-aware film. This is about Scream and Wes Craven being brilliant and taking yes. tropes in modern horror cinema and using it against to his advantage, to, to his advantage and against the film. Which so, is so funny. they go into the theater and yes. everybody is dressed in their ghost face costumes with the knives and the popcorn. It was a well, lot of chaos. Was, what upsets me about that is that it was opening night. If y'all don't sit down and watch this goddamn movie, it was so much chaos. <laughs> it was so much going. And then when she was talking during the movie, they like. Shh. I'm like, wait a minute. Y'all sitting there throwing popcorn, but as soon as the black lady got something to say, y'all want to shush her. What is this? No. I don't, I, don't like, watch the movie. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. So, yeah, <laughs> pretty much, like I said, spoiler alert, she goes into, they go, to, go into the theater. She's really apprehensive. But mm-hmm. then it's funny because she's st- over time, she starts to really get into the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and I thought that was really, really funny. Mm-hmm. And then if you watch Scream, I mean, a uh, scary movie, you Because when she said, hang up the phone, it's Darcy Sinatra. I was like, I know that's right. I feel that. I feel it. Because I hung up the phone a long time ago. You know, and so... It, it also plays on just like the psyche of just like black people in horror cinema like we do not do certain things and that's why we either are killed off first or we just won't be putting ourselves in those predicaments because when this um who answering the phone thank you, number they don't know. Thank you. Not me. Uh, hello look because it's probably a bill collector <laughs> hello but uh <laughs> yeah so so we have um we suck Maureen and Phil, they're enjoying the film, and then yes. Phil goes to go to the rest. No, 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 no. Maureen she goes, goes to get popcorn, popcorn. first. Mm-hmm. She goes to get popcorn. You can tell, like, she's very uneasy. Um, she's very uneasy. Because she, she finds out it's a true story. Exactly. Mm-hmm. She's very uneasy. She gets a popcorn, and then Phil is like a dickhead, like, scares her. And uh, he's like, oh, we can go watch Sandra Bullock's movie. She's like, nah, whatever. I think she did that because she was actually getting into the movie. should have watched that damn Sandra Bullock. You should have. You'd be like. I love Lisa Um, And so they go back to the theater, and then Phil goes to the, or Phil goes to the restroom. Mm-hmm. And honestly, um, I personally feel like if Phil wasn't a creep and minded his own business, then he would probably be alive. You want to know what's crazy? I said that say if he would have minded his black if ass business. If he would have minded his black ass business. He would have minded his black ass. He'd have, he would have been alive. Now, he might have not. He might have just killed him when he came out the stock. The intention was to murder him, but he wouldn't have died That's in that manner. If and he then I also wonder how business. small are like bathroom stalls? Because how does one stab a knife? Through oh, that thick through ass. That's a thick ass. That was like, that was hoes, them hoes is thick. So I'm trying to figure out how does one, like, was there already a hole? Maybe there was already a hole. You know how some people put holes in bathroom stalls? Yeah. Or well, maybe it was like, or maybe it was like one of those little, you know how sometimes they have those little small. Yeah. 
It was some unrealistic shit. All I know is, is that how in, how did Ghostface, in fact, know exactly at what time that Phil was going to be in the restroom? How did he know Like, was fact? he just in there waiting? What if he didn't pee at all? Exactly. What if he had the shit? Then he'd be screwed because he'd be on the toilet. What if he did not go to the restroom? What if they didn't even go to the movies that night? But then you know what? Use us- your common sense. <laughs> but what's also crazy is I think the purpose was just to kill someone. Someone had to die at the No, premiere. because remember, you remember oh, when no, they were, the names. Yeah, the names. Whenever Never mind. Um, Never mind. It was right. Phil and Maureen and who else? Uh, um, Cece. 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 Also she, known as Casey. Yes. Yep. Casey, right. He, he so right. there was a method there to was go Casey's madness. Um, but, but yeah. they also all went to the same school, so maybe mm-hmm. they knew they were going to be there. But then also, it was such a high profile opening night. Yeah. Maybe he was just like, obviously, everybody's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Which Maybe Ghostface was just like manifesting shit. Like, like oh, they're they gonna, gonna be there. They're gonna be there. He's gonna go piss. Maybe he had to been watching them. He was drinking, drinking mm-hmm. a soda. You never know. Mm-hmm. So moving forward to the beautiful um, Elise Neal. Well, wait, wait, wait. Go into the movie. So uh, we have um, Sydney Prescott, who is Love the baddest bitch ever. Sydney Prescott is now in college. Randy's also at the same college as her. She's turned over a new leaf, but um, Gail decided to write a book which in terms turned into Stab. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that that came out, everybody's like on Sydney's ass and everybody's coming to the college. And then of course, after Phil and Maureen are murdered, that's like a big th- deal because they're like, we have copycat murders, we have copycat murders, mm-hmm. which is very unfortunate because that shit is like real. Um, but yeah, so, um, you know, um, Neve, is it Neve or Nev? I think it's Neve. Neve. I think it's Neve. Neve, Neve Campbell. Neve. Either way, Sydney Prescott was living her best motherfucking life. Her best and life. And everybody got a new. Got a he new was gonna be a doctor. Everything. Okay. Doctor. Yes, but living her best life, and then they came. But I want to talk specifically about a trope that I had noticed when I watched this film um, recently was that in the '90s, especially in '90s horror, the black character, the black female character, who ironically was the best friend to the final girl, always was this sort of like pick me up type character. Mm-hmm. Like, oh well, girl, you can do this, you can do that, get yourself together. You know how black women are. So I thought that that was really interesting because that's exactly what Brandy's character was to Jennifer Love. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Love Hewitt in I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Also in um, Freddie vs. Jason with Kelly Rowland and her final girl. And then also in 1997 with Scream 2 with Elise uh-huh. Neal's character and Always um, the Sydney best Prescott. friend, never the final girl. Yeah, always the best friend, never the final girl. And then always that, except for Brandy. Brandy lived, but she got her ass beat. But you can read my article on that later. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Again, this movie talks about the series of rules for the sequel mm-hmm. um and so which i adore do you want to go through those rules oh you go okay so i have them here so okay, the rules. rules according to Randy, rest in peace a significant uh advice starting screen whatever whatever um is that there are rules in regarding to sequels so the first rule is that the body count is always bigger always <laughs> two the death scenes are always more elaborate with more blood and gore i'm trying to do it like randy Okay. Three. So, uh, if you want your films to become a more successful franchise, never ever before being interrupted. Oh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> um, never ever under any circumstance assume that the killer is dead. Actually, you know what? Shout out to the real queen of horror who tweeted that whenever Donald Trump left. Oh, I seen that. I retweeted that. Never ever no, ever. Dead ass. Never that ever. That shit scared me. Shout out to Zita, oh, like, the real queen of horror because that shit really scared me. It was like. 
the U.S. racial racism scare is now finally over. I said, bitch. Ne- the killer's never dead. Killer's never killer's dead. Killer's never dead. Whether that be racism, whether it be Trumpets, whether it be whatever. But that's not here nor there. Um, so those are the rules of... But did he give that... He gave that rule in Scream 3. Remember when he brought the DVD? Yeah, the DVD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Recipes Brandy, man. Wow. What are these shirts? Recipes wow. Brandy. I really didn't appreciate Randy until watching it as like a cognitive adult. Because when I was a kid, I was just like, murder, murder. But now... He was um, so... In, like... He was just like, here, bitch, look. Like, um, how... Fuck, I forgot his name. Forgive me. But old dude in Zombieland, he had his rules. Mm-hmm. When you live by the rules, you live. And then Randy died, and with no fucking rules, now we're all just dead. We're all just dead. We're all just dead. Um, I also have a very interesting... Um, some, something that's interesting that caught my eye. Final Girl boyfriends are stupid as fuck, okay? And let me just get this off my chest. Final Girl boyfriends are probably one of some of the most oblivious characters. And we don't we don't have a conversation about them enough, but they're very stupid. Oh, Sydney, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to protect you? Do you want me to sing a song in the middle of a Cafeteria. Oh my! When he fun. sung that song, I was yeah, like, I was literally about to throw up. I was so, it was so cringe. I was like, she only saying it because she don't trust you. Cindy don't trust not a goddamn body, bro. Because what's crazy is when she broke, when she broke up with him. Yeah, and was like, I guess I was supposed to be okay with this, and I'm like. I get it, but at the same time, um, sorry, did you watch that? Did have you read her life story? Cause the first her first murder Honestly, role, the, her first murder role was, was her, her boyfriend. boyfriend. And it's always the boyfriend. Shout out to Fatal Attraction on TV One. It's always the boyfriend. Always. Always, always the boyfriend. boyfriend. Always the boyfriend. And that plays into I guess we're jumping around. And that plays into the ending because you have who the actual I forgot that guy's name, the actual killer who looks just like fucking Jack Nicholson, by the way fucking crazy he and did. then you have huh? he does look just like he looks Jack just like Jack Nicholson and I think they did that on purpose because um Billy Loomis looks like Johnny Depp in um Nightmare on really he does yeah. Billy Loomis he was fine he's still fine he's still but um th- that character who ended up being the killer whose name I completely forgot but he looks like Jack Nicholson the student, and then yeah. the student whatever and so they have um the boyfriend like up on this cross and it's like okay like who do I believe and at this point Sydney don't fuck who you are you're gonna get shot everybody gets shot everybody gets shot she don't care she got trust everybody and I don't blame her um but I think my it, it, it kind of plays on like who do you believe like Sydney I'm here I really didn't kill or I really didn't kill you but it really was a scene whenever her and Dewey were in the house in the sorority house and, and it's ironic that Ghostface had like mm. left and then he got cut and it wasn't like on an artery he's just sitting there bleeding and they just right. found him and Sydney looked at him like right. cause that's what that's what Randy bringing so, it back to Randy that's what Randy said you're a man student and it's just convenient, convenient that you did not hit that an artery all arteries and yeah. all nerves and I was sitting when I first watched it I was like mm-hmm, it's definitely the boyfriend again which I would hate because then it would have been like basic but I was like mm, that's conspicuous conspicuous all i know is is that this film was just a big gaslighting pit for sydney and i felt really bad for her and yeah. i honestly love the fact that she smacked the shit out of him i love that she be smacking the shit out of gail she smacked she the shit out of her ass in the first one <laughs> she did it she said you want to get smacked again like sydney i will always one thing i do love about sydney is that in most horror movies most final girls are like really just What's the like useless until like the end where they're finally like okay uh-huh, I'm gonna I can fight do the this. killer I'm gonna fight back mm-hmm. Sydney was never like that Sydney was like bitch 
She's a bad bitch too. I can't if you want to come be, if you want to come kill my ass, which I don't see why they just didn't kill her. Why we gotta kill everybody else around us? But if you want to just kill my ass, just kill my ass, and I'll beat your ass. Because it's a, a lot of mommy and daddy issues too. A lot in this franchise, or it's, at least in the beginning of the franchise. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of mommy. No, we're for the all four of them. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's a lot of mommy and daddy issues that like are motives behind. Like I got daddy issues, but I'm not just out here murdering people exactly. just to murder people. Just like in the last episode, you know, you may have depression. Exactly. Where like, gonna kill nobody, and I'm not gonna kill anybody. I'm, gonna I'm not gonna go just... pray and go to therapy. Pray and go to therapy. Pray and go to therapy. But um, I say that to say Sydney Prescott's a bad bitch has always been a bad bitch. Always. Like always. Always. Um, but let's talk about Joel, who's Dwayne Martin's character. I think Joel is probably one of the most self-aware black characters. <laughs> he was like, hell nah. Because Rebe- was it Rebecca? That was Elise Neal's character. Rebecca was like, she played her part. She was a sidekick. She was the uplifter. She mm-hmm. was the, hey, I'm here to make sure that my friend is safe and okay. Mm-hmm. Also, just her trying to like really, really force herself into this white sorority just sent me. I was like, eh, where's D9? need d9 somewhere in here where are um, the negroes where are the negroes but anyways um so i love joel's character because he's very self-aware mm-hmm. like we are in this situation where it's horrific i ain't trying to die i'm not trying to i'm not trying to die i'm not trying so to die. he left peace he left peace out and i love that because i love how this movie was he took every horror trope you could find Mine and, and was like it. bitch here we are scream is he- smarter than scream Scream doesn't know how smart Scream is. Like, he was like, I'm not doing this shit. Um, I'm not getting paid enough. He said, brothers never make it out of situations like this. I don't. See, you know who don't do that? Skin folk. He was like, I'm not doing this. I should have read the book. I didn't read the book. But now I, now that I read now the that book, I know. I'm going to hop out. I'm, it's time to go. Because he left right after Randy got killed in his camera van. He said, my camera fans, a crime scene thanks to you. And Gail is so selfish. But let's really talk about Randy and his importance in this movie. I feel like Randy's extremely underrated. I feel like people really didn't appreciate Randy until after he died. And especially in the third film, Randy was like the main thing. Um, But also, I definitely just feel sorry for him because he was talking about like that unrequited love that he had had for Sydney. Yeah. And And she never saw him. And she never saw him. And I hate that. And I hate that he died with that. You know what I mean? He accepted that. But um, Randy was a very, very vital important part to the case and, and he got up and, to, and did James Kennedy he was fine he was, he was cute he was white being fine he was cute you know but yeah. even even in his death he was still like right. passionate and he was a nerd because the nerd was supposed that. to get the girl, girl but that's how it was because he died yeah but if he's a nerd then he's a fine nerd I'll take one yeah I'll take two by those that target <laughs> so what's your favorite kill in Scream 2 my favorite kill in Scream I wish Cotton would have died, but he died in the third one. So Cotton got. Mm. <laughs> We're not talking about Scream Three though. So no, but- Cotton. The way he was. I, I'm such a. I'm a womanist, y'all. So the when Cotton and Sydney were having that conversation in the, in the library, library, and he was putting his hand, I was like, smack him. Smack I was like, smack this man. I was like, Sydney, we be we be hitting the shit out of everybody, everybody else except and, for him. It's time like, for Cotton to die. Cotton, he was such a smart ass. He was, I'm an innocent mm-hmm. man. It's that privilege. Like, are you innocent? You're white, that's but are you innocent? Mm, that's debatable, cause yeah. My favorite kill, non-kill, was Dewey, cause Dewey never dies. Dewey never dies. Dewey never dies. I feel like my favorite kill. I feel like my favorite kill was Randy's, because 
of how important Randy was to the story. <laughs> and away. they had to they had to get rid of somebody from the original. There was Sydney. We could obviously can't get, get rid, rid of her. Sydney. So it was Dewey. either Dewey or Gail or Randy. We couldn't get rid of Dewey because he's Dewey. And we can't get rid of Gail because she's Gail. And unfortunately, Randy, Randy was the weakest link. Randy was just the one yeah. left. Because Randy was really just a comedic relief throughout the movie. So he was easily disposable. Yeah. Which breaks my heart, but like when he when he died, it was like okay, y'all, because everything was so lax of fucking Daisy. It was like oh yeah, two black guys, two black children got stabbed in a movie, and oh yeah, this white girl got thrown out the building. But and like it was, just, it was just like oh okay, whatever. And I'm like bro, everybody's literally walking around this campus like okay, people get murdered. There's a go- there and their wife and, and their white privilege. We're just oh yeah. There's whatever. a killer on campus, and y'all niggas. Right. It's just walking right. around. Let that shit happen in PV. Let that shit happen in I went home. I, I, went I just went home. Like, I don't have time. I'm not about to wait for this. No. But literally, people like. People going to class. People eating lunch. People having parties. People having parties. People having parties. People having parties. Like, nothing's happening. Nothing's going. There's no curfew. There's nothing. There's no awareness. There's there's literally nothing. And then Randy dies. And that's when this, like, all shit hits the fan. Because all throughout the movie, you know, everybody's saying, well, it started in Woodsboro, so obviously it has to be somebody from Woodsboro. And the only creepy person enough to murder a whole bunch of people would have been Randy. Yeah. But so, when he died, it was But so when shit. he died, so it's like... Yeah. We ain't got nothing left. Back to the fucking drawing, drawing board. board. What do we do now? And Randy had to die. And I feel like Randy dying was also vengeance because obviously the killer was the mom and the weird nerdy film kid. And I felt like... I always felt like he was jealous of Randy because he was... I mean, Randy, he was a film was very in, intuitive right. and informative and just smart and brilliant. But Rest then, in peace, Randy. Also, he was a film student who lived through an actual movie. Movie, yeah. His life became a movie. And I felt like he was jealous, but then you didn't, I want to be immortalized. I don't, I want to go to jail. I'm like, dude, what kind of fucking white privilege is this? And then um, the mom and Gail, and she's like, can you back off? And I'm like, Gail, it's a piece of your own medicine, sis, because you don't know how to back off. Mm, the white reporter? Yeah. Yeah. Gail don't know how to back off. She was getting on my nerves. She was getting on my nerves. Oh, like that. Until her and Dewey got together, you know? In every film, whether it's horror or whatever, there has to be some form of there romance. There has to be love. But I love Gail and Dewey. I love them. I like Dewey. I like Dewey. I love Gail, though. And this look, I can't say, was her best scream look. Cause baby, that hair was sick. She had them, them, them the layers bangs. with the red. That was sickening, honey. Yes. Loved it. And I think Scream 2 was like Bob Central. She had a Bob. Sydney had a Bob. Yes. Bitch, it was out. Bob, Bob, Bob. Yes. Bob, Bob. yes I was yes. like, give it to me. Because they were them red highlights. I was like, all right. Okay. So Courtney. Did you, okay, see, Courtney. Did you see that? Um, or hear that one reference where they were like, her nudes got. Lisa, Lynch, and it was like Jennifer Aniston's body, I and I was like, that was a Friends reference. And you know what's crazy? Because I've actually never seen Friends. I've only seen a couple of episodes. Um, it's white people humor. It's, it's not for me. I love it. Um, but I, I actually caught that today. Really? Like, to, when I watched it today, I was like, ha, Friends. Oh, Friends. I love it. Because they're so cute. And David Arquette and Courtney Cox actually got married, didn't they? Who? Courtney Cox and David Arquette. Did they? I think they did. I don't think they're together now, but I think they were married at a point. That's crazy. I think. Yeah. I love matchups like that. But they're not together anymore. Oh. Where's Hollywood, though? So, you know, they don't make up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but yeah. Um, yeah. Scream 2. I think it's mine. I mean, granted, Scream 1 or Scream was is a classic it's a staple. But out of the rest of the series, Scream 2 is my absolute favorite. Scream 3 is my favorite. 
Scream 3 is my favorite. It had the best killer plot twist because the mom being the mastermind hurts myself. Because I'm like, bitch. Giving very much Friday the 13th. Like, I can, I can understand if Billy... Billy Loomis, what the fuck? Shout out to Randy. Um, I can see if Billy Loomis was innocent. And, um, God, I cannot for life me remember the other character's name. But, um, Shaggy. Matthew Lillard, yes. killer character, Matthew who was extremely attractive. Girl. 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 That is fine. Girl. Matthew Lillard. Girl. Yes. That's a top tier white man. Yes. Who And still fine. Um, I can see if Billy was like the. If the roles were reversed, yeah. if Matthew Leonard's character was Billy and Billy was Matthew, and he was just like going along for the ride, I can get that. But Billy was the mastermind, and on top of Billy being the mastermind, the only reason why he's out here murdering people is because you left, bitch. This is your fault. This is all your, your fault. Your son, all these murders, all these Mommy people issues. being dead, all of your son being dead. All of that is your fault because you decided to leave and not take your child when your man was hoeing around with Marlene Prescott. Mommy issues. Because she's really, she's the real victim. Yeah. Marlene Prescott. Sydney's mother is the real villain. Um, along with all the murderers. But really her. Mostly her. Um, so, yeah. I was like, bitch, go on somewhere. And then him, I just want to be immortalized. Who are you? Ted Bundy? Thank you. Here's Johnny Nickens. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like, who are, are you? You're Jeffrey Dahmer. You're Ted Bundy. You will never. You yeah, can never. You can never. You can never. Because you couldn't even put this together yourself. You needed help from mommy. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> Jimmy? See, okay. Stuff like that. Oh, see, I'm, I'm about to run out of here. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I guess we can wrap up now. Okay. Oh. I'm so okay. Okay, where are we at? I think another scene that I really, really liked was the car scene when mm. um Sydney when the cops died. Crawl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That fucking idiot. When he had to uh when Sydney had to crawl on over Ghostface's body. He just laying there like, yeah, any minute now, I'm gonna get this bitch. I'm gonna get this, I'm gonna get this bitch. And he crossed over, and she crossed over his body. And honestly, Elise Neal's scream was just not convincing enough <laughs> as a black woman. She's like, ah! And I'm like, girl! She was very, I, need, I need more emotion. I need some chills. She was very Caucasian, her uh, character. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I just feel like she was just a product of her environment. Caucasian. You know, and... Her Caucasian environment. You know, and that's just what that is. But yeah, overall, Scream Two I think is a great sequel. It definitely played by the rules. There were some gruesome kills, like the police officer. Mm -hmm. well, that was really gruesome. Randy's for Scream. kill. Randy's kill was very gruesome the, too. The, the the boyfriend. Yeah, even All the, of it. The, it, like the, like it it played by its own Mom rules. Mom dying. It being very very gruesome. So it was amazing. Um. Also, oh, wait. Before shit. we go, another scene that I really want to talk about that I feel like is really underrated is the scene where Sydney is rehearsing. Um. Mm, her play. Her play. Oh man, that is so scary. That was that was powerful. frightening. And she's just in there. And what yeah. is it? Um, what is, what was her name in the movie? Was it so Sophia's cat? I don't know. Anyways, 
some bitch. The, whoever she was playing in, in that play. And um, how convincing her 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 mm-hmm. professor was. Like, oh, you can do this. You can turn transform your pain into art, and that right. triggered her. And, and and that was really that was really right. scary. So right. That scene was beautiful. And then once again, her boyfriend pops up at the right time. Know, at the right at the right. Oh wait, time. we switched and oh well, this is what I'm over it. Like nah, sir. Two if two plus two is four, divide by five is what the fuck is this? Exactly. We don't have time. I don't like B. I don't like it. I don't like we it. don't have time and don't have time. Um, yeah, time to it's time to break up for my safety and yours. And then she she said, "You already got stabbed, homie, or sliced up. You don't want to get stabbed again by me for killing like, you for trying to kill okay, me." Okay, because if Cindy gonna do anything, she gonna stab she somebody. Gonna, she gonna stab. She gonna somebody. stab somebody. She gonna shoot somebody. What's the third one? She gonna shoot somebody. Mm-hmm. She, she aired that nigga. Pistol whip somebody. Bro, she aired that nigga. She gonna do something. Something, but um, uh, she got electrocuted. That too. Shout out to Screen Four. That yeah. was the only good part. She gonna, she gonna, she Sydney gonna, she she gonna get the job done. And with that being said, I love Scream too. Love I love the black characters in this movie, love even Elise Neal. She was a little Caucasian, but that's okay. You know, there's a spectrum <laughs> of blackness, and we love everybody that's black. Everybody. Um, I love Joel friend. and his comic relief. I yes. and I love Omar and Jada Pinkett for their five minutes. And yes. was literally five minutes. Um. Thank you, Maddie, for coming on the show. Please um, check out all... Where can we find you on socials? All of my socials... Okay. All of my business socials are M-E-G pictures underscore. All of my personal socials, because sometimes I live tweet through shows, if you care about my opinion, which you probably don't, but you should, um, is call me underscore Selena. Selena spelled like the singer. She has like five names. All of those. (laughs) Uh, It's my middle name. Um... (laughs) Given to me by a black woman. Shout out to them. Um, yes, because I live tweet all the time about shows that I watch, and I'm kind of like Snowfall. Like Snowfall, I'm live tweeting Snowfall, and I'm kind of funny. And she's an amazing director, filmmaker, writer. Awesome. Um, thank y'all so much for tuning into another episode of Monstrosity's Voice, Hearts and Touch Conversations, the podcast for Black Horror by Black Horror. I'm Kaija Fields. If you want to follow us on social media, you can check us out on Instagram at MVHU Podcast. Also, the same tag on Twitter, MVHU Podcast. If you want to follow our sister company, KFX Horror Group, you can follow us on Instagram at KF Horror Group. And if you want to go on the website to see the podcast and the articles that we written or any interviews we've done with content creators you can go to www.kfxhar.com please don't forget to support black heart and support women in heart as well and stay spooky peace